Allow me to introduce myself. My name is The Sportzilla Show on 1310 AM Utica, 1350 AM Rome, ESPN Utica Rome, now on 96.5 FM. Thank you so much for coming to Utica. You guys are handsome. Who are you? Well, I'm from Utica, and I've never heard anyone use the phrase Sportzilla Show. It's an Utica expression. Rain man, good to go. Hey, Coach, how are you? I'm good, Rain. I'm good. Thanks for doing this today. No problem. I'll have an English muffin if you got one. What's that? No, go ahead. I'm ready. I'm ready. Uh-huh. The Sportzilla Show starts now. Here's Rain, Scoop, and Matt. Welcome to your Valentine's Day edition of the Sportzilla Show. I don't know if you watched a little bit earlier our Syracuse version. It's up at Q Sports Talk on Twitch.tv. And I'm going to have to do this again for everybody else. And I'm really sorry. I'm going to apologize in advance. You know, I think we'll get an explanation why momentarily. We've got Tiff in studio. We've got the glue guy, the boss in studio. My name is Rain. Good afternoon. And Scoop is in here. But here it comes. It's time for Alexa Valentine's Day Theater. I love you. I love you. I love you. You will all yeah. notice that Scoop is uh, has, has sighed. I think that was a sigh. Uh, we can start there, and that's okay. Please. Um, I think did, I have gas. Did you? <laughs> I'm 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 that just without the G. Uh, <laughs> Valentine's Day is it, it, it? Scoop has a day on Valentine's Day, and I am not trying to bring up a sore subject, but I guess. We can acknowledge those that are in love and happy. I saw a couple wandering into the building for a Valentine's Day dinner going upstairs. The ocean blue as we are live and direct in the landmark building. Oh, flowers but, are being delivered here today to various Valentines. But it is a very commercial, forced holiday for people to express their love to their Valentine or significant other. And then again, it's also a painful reminder for others. Scoop, I'm so sorry, my friend. Uh, he's alluding to the fact that yeah. some years ago, I was wed. I was married on Valentine's Day. I'm sorry. And let's just say it ended badly. You know, ultimately. Are you, are you sorry like the Astros are sorry? Or are you just, are you really he's, truthfully sorry? Matt, the glue guy is genuinely sorry. The Astros are not sorry at all. I have for you guys. See, I had the perfect PR. I was actually sorry. So I can't fake that. South Park, sorry. And yes. I, and sorry. I am genuinely sorry that I got married on Valentine's Day. Where did you go? Where did you tell me you went uh, on? We went to Chicago for the honeymoon. Yeah. And I made my bride go to a <laughs> Chicago Blackhawks Calgary Flames game. We are deeply sorry. Yeah. Sorry. It's actual, I, actual audio from the Astros press conference. But go ahead. Even I can laugh at myself over that. Oh. I've got Alexa lined up, ready to go with some famous rom-coms. Feeling the spirit of love. Let's see if you guys can guess those. If we could do that real quick. This is what we're doing on a Friday, Mrs. Real quick, just okay. to say hello to everybody. Mrs. Rain watches this every time it's on cable. See if you can identify Alexa reciting a famous quote from this particular movie. You're the first boy I ever kissed, Jake, and I want you to be the last. <laughs> Sweet home, Alabama. Oh, okay. trust me. She's not listening right now. She's rocking out probably to the tunes on the uh, the other station I work for. Be so, how can that song be so good in that movie? Just so sugary and saccharine and sugar coma. I feel like the glue guy, the boss, might know this one. I am Groot. <laughs> 
Wow. Isn't that a love okay. thing? That's a love thing, right? You know what that's from? Uh, one of the Marvel movies? Guardians of the Galaxy. There I, you go. I, I know in advance Scoop's not a fan of this one. I'll never let go, Jack. I promise. It's Titanic. Because why? Well, because we all know what happened. I mean, <laughs> supposedly they both powerful ro- romantic movie and the boat sinks, for God's sake. How long was that movie? We're, Three days? Yeah, we're sharing. <laughs> it was a long movie. We're sharing the love here at Valentine's Look, Day on the Sports They could have both fit on the, on the door. Yeah, that's the controversy. Yeah. I agree. Why didn't he climb on the door? We're sharing the love. Because he had to die for dramatic purposes. Now debating uh, <laughs> whether or not Jack had to go in Titanic. Sports Show, ESPN Radio, Utica, Rome, now at 96.5 FM. I have one more for you guys here on the Alexa Love Tour. All I want to do is grow old with you. And that was from Tiff Knows oh, That One. Adam Sandler, my favorite. And the little song that he sang. Wasn't like Billy what, Idol what, on the plane on that? What what movie was that? It, uh, it was Fifty First Dates, wasn't it? No, it was uh, The Wedding Singer. Okay, oh, The Wedding yeah, Singer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Wasn't Billy Idol on the plane in that scene? You remember that? Because didn't he take the PA on the plane and then he came out with the guitar? And Anyways, it was... I'm not a rom-com guy. Can you tell? Okay, well, I'm going to I'm gonna end this for everybody. Put you out of your misery. Please. And we'll be right back with sports. <laughs> yes. You've been listening to Alexa Valentine's Day Theater. Happy Valentine's Day. As somebody sitting there listening on the way home is going, yeah, I am miserable. I hate Valentine's Day. Some love it. Some don't like it. Some are indifferent to it. Others think it needs to go away. Yeah, the candy is okay. Utica City FC played in uh, Texas and uh, played Mesquite and beat them 8-5. to five. Bohilovitz scored another goal, by the way. Uh, the team overall got that two. win. I I think they had three players with two goals in that game. Yeah, he had two. Do they? When's their next game? I don't have the schedule in front of me. I'm going to stall for a second I'll while you grab up. that. Uh, Utica College basketball will be in-game against Naz- Nazareth at 5.30. We're 25 minutes away from tip-off. Shout out to Coach Coffee joining us yesterday for our usual Thursday hit of Coffee for Three. That is Wherever you get your podcasts, look for the SportZilla Show and subscribe. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud. There's a continued chirping session going on that's very funny between him and the Goop. That would be the brain, Gary Heaton, Utica College Hockey's men's coach. Uh, They, of course, have a game. It's Chatham tonight. And then who do they play tomorrow, Glue Guy? We just looked at Stevenson. Stevenson, and I forgot to write that down. Uh, That's going on. So uh, what's the next UCFC game? That is tonight. Utica at Dallas, and and Mesquite is a suburb of Dallas, Correct. so yep. they don't have to travel very far. I'd probably stand at the same hotel even. Uh, seeing some video and highlights last night, I can tell you one thing right now. Uh, the arena down there, I mean, this is a new team. It's nothing like the ABC and the MASL. Utica City FC, this is such a unique situation for these players. This fan base, I mean, it was a ghost town compared to what what Utica City FC has here. We should take pride in that. I actually had a friend send me some video from that game last night. Awesome. Who was at that game? Awesome, awesome, awesome. Uh, Mirklon Ice, the jerseys uh, that the Crunch are wearing as we move on to the Comets Crunch game tonight. This is, of course, something that Scoop and I will host pregame for one hour. As soon as we're done with Sportzilla, we're hopping over onto K-Rock. We're going to give you pregame. We've got Chris Faber, Corey Hergott, a couple guys you hear if you tune in regularly to uh, Utica Comets Insider on Monday nights. But it's out at the Upstate Medical University Arena, which is what they have now named the Onondaga War Memorial. These 1980 Miracle on Ice Team USA replica jerseys that the Crunch will be auctioning off. Just they look spectacular. And did you know this is the second time in three years the Crunch and the Comets have played on Valentine's Day 2018. They won 
over the Comets, three to two. It was a shootout. I didn't realize that. No, I, I'm hoping that the USA Miracle and Ice hockey team jerseys are are not lucky for the crunch. Yeah, we have to say they're beautiful. Though. They are sharp. Oh, they just really are absolutely. It's going to be beautiful. hard to root against them while they're wearing those, but I will. <laughs> I, I appreciate your honesty. I really do. It might be strange to bring up golf on the Sportzilla show in February, but it's happening out in Los Angeles, just outside of it. It's the Riviera Country Club School. Yes. Tiger Woods playing pretty well, but a really just freaky thing happened in tribute to Kobe and leading into the all-star game this weekend and people still dealing with his unexpected passing and the memorial being on the way in 10 days, the official memorial. He has been laid to rest and buried. His family did that privately, but it, uh, just a, a weird coincidence with the numbers really more than anything. But Scoop's got that. He's going to start to break that down well, for they, us a little bit. It's a trip thing. It's a trippy thing. The eighth hole is actually called the Mamba hole at the Riviera country club. And yet, on the first hole today, which is a par five, Tiger hits his eagle putt. And as it turns out, that putt was 24 feet, 8 inches. Those two Kobe numbers. And afterwards, uh, somebody told Tiger about it. And, you know, Tiger and Kobe were are essentially the same age. I think they're a year apart. That's right. And really came up and were blowing up at the same time. Their careers blossoming simultaneously. And Tiger telling the Golf Channel afterward, afterward, uh, it's ironic, isn't it? I didn't know about the putt being that long. 24 feet, 8 inches from the hole. The two numbers Kobe wore during his Lakers career. Yeah, rookie year was 96. And Tiger's first year on the tour, I think his first ever event was the Milwaukee Open back in 96. And, and then he... He went on and, you know, won a Masters and the rest is history. They're both in the stratosphere as far as international superstars and clearly the icons, iconic players, you know, best ever in the GOAT conversation for their sports. And since we brought up golf real quick today, the Sportsilla show is brought to you by the Golf Show, which is today, tomorrow and Sunday up at the Turning Stone Resort Casino. So if you got your mind on spring, which is really right around the corner in a few weeks, um, make sure you get up there at some point and check that out. I mean, if, if your Valentine loves golf, there you go. I believe Tiger is five shots off the lead today, and Matt Kuchar has a three-shot lead on the rest of the field at Riviera. Matt Kuchar, amazing. So let's stay on the basketball court, though, since we had brought up, we brought golf into Kobe somehow. A very funny story in the New York Post as we continue on the Sports Illustrated Show, ESPN Radio, Utica, Rome, now at 96.5 FM. So, glue guy, did you hear about uh, Tristan Thompson had called out LeBron and says he has the worst blanking diet ever? Scoop, I, I mean, Cleveland Cavaliers, that's your team. That's a former teammate. It's pretty funny. You would think that he'd have this amazing diet, and you look at how he's performing in year 17. Well, we talk to Comets players all the time, and, you know, and it's no pizza. It's no junk food for a lot of these guys. They're having salmon they're eating very nutritious meals. It's all part of the training. I can't say the same thing. Uh, <laughs> nor can I. But apparently, hello, uh, LeBron James has an awful diet. Like it's astoundingly awful. Let, let's go. Let's go back and forth, scoop with uh, some of the quotes here from Tristan Thompson. So he says he eats, meaning LeBron desserts with every meal. He'll come up. Uh, 
he'll come in with this one, this like weak diet, uh, like literally for a week, not a weak diet, but for the course of seven yeah. days or a week, a he'll vegan go- crap. And he literally eats like it doesn't make sense. He's really a specimen. He eats like beep. Chiz. Yeah, that Re- the quote at the bottom is hilarious, too. Well, I, I like the quote about the uh, French toast, and this is Tristan. I'll quote, he has like five French toasts for breakfast, drowns it in syrup, strawberries, and bananas, has like a four-egg omelet, then he goes out, and he just blanking dunks on somebody. It doesn't make sense. He loves sweets. He eats desserts. It's crazy how his body just burns it. And He, then- he goes on to say, I tried to eat that way for a while. Tristan says he tried to do that, and it just didn't work out. He started gaining weight, and and Tristan said, "Blank this." That's that's a colorful conversation to say the least. Uh, there are word enhancers and sentence enhancers. If you listen to SpongeBob, can't use those on the radio. So Tristan is a just a terrible teammate yet again. Yeah, he's throwing him under the him bus. Out. He's throwing him under the bus. He says it works for him. He loves sweets. He loves sweets. He eats dessert and French toast. Crazy how his body just burns it. Man, it's just not fair, man. LeBron has just got something going on. The rest of us can't even. I mean, I can't look at anything without packing on some pounds in the middle. It's crazy, let alone dunk a basketball. I don't even think I can jump and hit the bottom of the net. Well, didn't we hear maybe within the last, I don't know, four or five years about Michael Phelps having like a 10,000 calorie a day diet? Yeah, he would eat like five Big Macs. And just absolutely a ridiculous amount of food. And steaks and all this stuff. And you go, I'm really sorry. 10,000 calories. It's it's astounding. And that's absolutely accurate. I've read the same thing, but with so much time spent in the pool. See, here might be the other problem. I don't know the last time any of us were, were saying something along the lines of, I'm going to the gym. Or, <laughs> hey, I went to the gym. <laughs> or, I'm going to join a gym. No, you do sometimes. Yeah, I go, but I, you know, I haven't gone as much as I'd like to go. Okay, hopefully. well, I'm guilty of that statement. I, I mean, it's just, it's amazing. If you if you go to the gym, I suppose you can eat what you want. You'll burn off a little bit more. I don't do that. I just drink coffee. I think we had a stat that uh, some people eat, and it's it's not. It's like an average of eleven thousand calories the day of the Super Bowl with all the snacking and the wings and the pizza and the chips and dip. And Michael Phelps does that just for Every training. Day. <laughs> Every day. Yeah. Every day. That's his, that's that's his daily uh, calorie intake? Just while he's training. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I thought that was like for a week. No, that's a whole day. What is it, like 2,000 calories a day is the normal, they say, according to... Yeah, 1,800, 1,500 is a target, you know, for some. I mean, I look at a cheeseburger and I've ingested 2,500 calories. <laughs> So uh, Alex Volkoff is going to be back in the lineup. He's been sent back down. Like Zach's been up and down. Corey Conacher for the crunch has been up and down. Alex Volkoff will be in the uh, back in the lineup. I would assume he's back from Tampa Bay. Because, yeah, once again, as we get into our break, I remind you, Scoop and I have a special one-hour pregame for the Utica Comets tonight as they take on Syracuse Crunch. It is the Delmonico's Italian Steakhouse Galaxy Cup game number seven. And Michael Furland, the forward from Vancouver, here in Utica on a conditioning stint, expected to play tonight and Sunday against Rochester. Two road games. Many of you might have heard A-Rod is rumored to be potentially buying the Mets. That'll bring us to some baseball stuff at about 5.30. Astros and cheating and spring training and all that. 
A few other things to look forward to. Uh, the NBA All-Star Game. That's a conversation starter next. And then Syracuse has a couple of important games. SportsZilla Show, ESPN Radio, Utica, Rome, now 96.5 FM. It's the SportsZilla Show on 1310 AM Utica, 1350 AM Rome, and 96.5 FM ESPN Radio, Utica, Rome. Here's Rain, Scoop, and Matt. Tell you one thing, I'll probably watch the NBA All Star Game this weekend and eat like LeBron James. <laughs> uh, Breakfast for dinner type I, of thing. I, I won't be working out like LeBron James this weekend. No. but I'll be eating like LeBron James. Didn't you have something from uh, Michael Wilbon from him? Yeah, about LeBron James. He's leading the in year seventeen. Scoop. He's leading the league in assists, and I think we've documented that a couple of times on the SportsZilla Show. But a, a great correlation between. I mean, LeBron's a big dude, first of all. I mean, you're talking some Magic Johnson size, 6'8", 6'9", 250, but the ability to be a facilitator and to reinvent your game, all of the different ways he has over the years to end up where he is now, it's astounding. Michael Wilbon agrees with us. LeBron being the assist leader, it's an amazing thing. LeBron James. It's it's almost like, you know, the only thing it reminds me of, and I was kind of too little to remember it in detail, too young at the time, but, you know, Wilt would decide what he was going to do in a particular season and how he was going to lead the league in this. He's going to lead the league in that. And he would do it. And that really just, it's, it's remarkable to, you don't think of a big guy doing that traditionally the guys that lead the league to point guards are a little bit smaller when you say a guy's six four six five is a point guard that's considered a big point guard but in a sense he's kind of a point forward a lot of times and similarly lebron just sort of wills these things these goals he has into being you know there's a piece in the la times today about how playoff seating really doesn't matter a whole lot to lebron regardless of the team he's on they won a championship uh, with the top seed in Miami and lost a championship that way. And they rarely, I don't think they ever had it with Cleveland. They may have had it one year, but uh, so the playoff seeding is not a big deal for him. It, you know, winning the games on the road, he's even said, you know, everybody uh, in the NBA playoffs should be able to win games on the road. So obviously you want to play at home if you have that advantage and it's a boost, but it's not the be all end all. And it's skills competition as well. Since we're talking NBA, let's roll out a little bit more on the All-Star game. I mean, the game's Sunday night. Correct. Blue guy. Right here on ESPN. Right here on ESPN. Shameless plug. Good job. See, that's why you're the boss. But there's the three-point shooting contest. There's the dunk competition. And, guys, Blue guy, tell them what's up with Dwayne Wade because I just think it's remarkable what he did and how inclusive he is and how he is teaching people how to love unconditionally. It's a great story beyond basketball from one of the best players of this generation. Well, after the whole girl dad uh, hashtag went viral, he talked about his child who is transgender, and I love that child like it's another child. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It just so, doesn't matter. And other people heaped on that, man. Oh, agreed. A lot of people were... For it and against it, um, the other day, Izzy Gutierrez and Sarah Spain on uh, Highly Questionable with Dan Levitard, they went off on a three-minute rant, and Dwayne Wade was like, thank you for informing people about this. And that filtered into the WWE, or to, into wrestling, Into right? wrestling. Uh, Dustin Rhodes, uh, Goldust, formerly in WWE, he said that his child is transgender, and said thank you. For informing people. Yeah, more people that have a platform need to speak Correct. up about that. You love your kids regardless, and that's just the way that it works. Tiff, 
What do you What are you thinking over there? Um, I just was gonna point out that uh, Dwayne Wade's oldest son put some like heartfelt message for Zaya. Is that how yes. you Zaya? Um, put it out for Zaya and said that like I love you no matter what, and um, nothing changes the way that I love you, and nothing changes how our family works. Like we support you and we got you no matter what. And I I'm, thought that was the sweetest thing. I'm gonna make this pun on purpose, but it takes a set of balls to play in the arena that you are in when you're any of them, starting with Dwayne Wade standing up and being a grown man and a good father and putting that out there because you know you're going to get ignorant hate and backlash. What do you want him to do? Do you want him to turn around and not love his child? I can't even comprehend and conceive that. Whatever decisions they make in their life, you're my child and I'll love you regardless. There's so many people, and this isn't a new thing, but there's so many people out there who just think that they need to put their two cents worth in with regards to how other people live their lives or how their families should operate. And it's kind of like, can you take care of your own backyard, please? And let me tend to mine. And <laughs> It's amazing how you tend to throw stones until something like that that you've always been hateful or uncomfortable with then is in your own house or in your own backyard. And you might consider changing your tune really quickly. Are you going to tell Dwayne Wade that he can't love his child because his child has wants is trying to figure out who they are? I think that's ridiculous. You love your kid regardless, like I just said, and I stand by that. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. I think a lot of that stuff is silly when people start telling other people how to live, like, Mm -hmm. ultimately what care concern is it of mine or yours or anybody else's is it my business no it's, it's his house and his family and he can do whatever he sees fit either way i got a lot of respect for Dwayne wade after hearing all that absolutely and it has nothing to do with what he's done on the basketball court and and you have seen as a man his evolution throughout the course of his career agreed growing as a human being and then taking that platform, he's one of many. You hear about guys that go down a wrong path because that gets clicks and that lets the media talk about it. But you need to hear more about guys that take a positive path after their playing careers and do good things that brings people together inclusively. We can all agree, though, we love Syracuse basketball. So here on the Sports Illustrated Show, ESPN Radio, Utica, Rome, now at 96.5 FM. We're not trying to preach, so we're going to move on. There's a huge game for Cuse, a must-win game. Noon tomorrow at Florida State on the road is a top-10 team. They got another one coming up against Louisville on Wednesday. Another top-10 team for Syracuse, which is considered a Tier 4 team, which basically means you are on a bubble that's big and about to burst. And if you don't rattle off some wins particularly these Q1 wins against teams like this that help and improve your chances drastically at making the tournament, well, the season's done. And you're pretty close to sticking a fork in the cues if they don't win these games. Well, in Florida State, they have a formidable opponent. Consider a few things. Florida State has won 19 straight games at home. They're 61-3 and at home since the end of the 2015-16 season. They've got a deep bench, yeah. for example, uh, which is a, a contrast to the Orange. The Orange have the guys they play, and they kind of stick to those guys. Well, Florida State has all these players that, that average 
like 10 minutes a game. I mean, they, they average a, a lot of time out there in the court. So they come at you in waves. You know, uh, while Buddy Beheim and Joe Girard are still going to be out there, there's going to be fresh legs coming at them from the Seminoles. You know, we didn't expect Bryson Goodine and Jesse Edwards to be the reason that Syracuse won. It was a Wake Forest game, right? Or was the NC State game? Wake Forest, because they, they lost the NC State. Yeah, it was the Wake Forest game. But the three player, you know, the three guys had fouled out there, including Marek at the end with the technical and the nonsense of being out of bounds. But you never saw that happening. The bench is short. You're right. The rotation, the short leash. We can say that, right? The short leash is a thing sometimes. Got a deep, really good team at Florida State. And Scoop. Florida State lost against Duke on Monday. Yeah. So they're hungry. So absolutely, they are definitely hungry. Uh, but they they do. They've got to shoot the three better. And, of course, Elijah Hughes' health is key. Is that groin healed up? Uh, how much of a player is he still a little bit limited? It's not a long-term injury. He is he has basically said that himself with a cryptic tweet. But you, you need him. You're, you're going to need him because what little depth they have, he's part of extending it out. Well, you, you got seven games left. You really kind of need to win all of them. All right. And maybe you could get by losing a couple. Okay. But... Uh, do you want to take that chance? No, you want to win them all. Yeah, you got you got to take them one at a time. Two tough ones to start those seven games, and you got to have guys like Joe Girard who went one for ten from three, even though he had thirty points. He's got to start hitting the threes, and I think this team in general, buddy, and everybody else, I think those threes will start going in, and we'll start to see them shoot more like they did early in the season with regard to the three. They're going to have to. Or they're not going anywhere in March, except maybe the NIT. As our friend Brent Axe says, hashtag free throws matter. Protect the middle. Offensively, Quincy Garrier's been getting those offensive rebounds. But the same thing defensively, you've got to take care of business. You've got to stay out of foul trouble. That's Barama. A Barama Sidibe is a perfect example of that. Um, Marek's been getting himself in, in some saucy situations with the fouls. A few of them have been terrible calls. Let's just say that you can't blame the refs for anything at the end of the day, because I guess it affects all teams in all sports. But the fact is it's been a problem. And you know, this as well as I do scoop Florida state 12 and at home this season, the only ACC ACC team that is undefeated. It's a tall task to go down there and get a win, but it is a must win. Well, the, the orange have been good on the road. That's the one thing you can take in the most this game. Part, yeah. Is that they've won games on the road that people didn't expect them to, to win. Now they've got to do that. They've got to start hitting more threes because the, the three is just uh, the percentage of threes they're making has, has dropped over the last five, six games. Nothing like the early part of the season. They just have to start making more of those. It's a huge part of the game now. That's the way it is. We don't have a big guy in the middle, in the paint. We don't have that kind of presence there. You got to make the threes. And they're going to make it tougher for Buddy to make threes and make shots. Got to make them anyway. Got to find a way to get to the ball. Somebody, somebody else who can sink it. You know, they have to start shooting better. And I, we've got shooters on this team. It's not like that's an impossibility. It's not like it's a pipe dream. It certainly could happen beginning tomorrow. Breaking news, A-Rod and the Mets are involved. Major League Baseball has a black cloud hanging over it. It's called cheating. And what did Aaron Boone, the Yankees manager, say to open up the press conference yesterday? Um, Unfortunately, we have some bad things in baseball to talk about. But the positive is 
Spring training is here. Sportzilla Show, ESPN Radio, Utica, Rome, now at 96.5 FM. That's our next discussion. The Sportzilla Show is now streaming on the ESPN app. Here's Rain, Scoop, and Matt. Dave Clawson just completed his 18th season as the hockey coach for the Utica College women's program. How about that? Congratulations to him and a win today. Scoop, tell him. Eight to nothing today. The Utica College women's hockey team defeated Kings and clinched a spot in the postseason for the 18th time in the program's 19-year history. Um, step up to that microphone again, there, Tiff. How are you feeling about that? I'm excited for them. I have some good friends on the team, Kira. Um, I mean, a, a lot of the girls are in my major, so congratulations to them, and I'm really excited for them. Uh, for those catching Tiff, if you catch Tiff with us from time to time here on the Sportzilla Show, of course, with our buddy Nick Ailes. Uh, she's a Utica College student, but also a co-worker here at Galaxy <laughs> Media Partners. So it's been good to have you on board, helping out in a lot of different ways, sometimes grabbing a mic with us. But you're also a Mets fan, and I have to admit, I'm a diehard Yankees guy. This is the station that broadcasts Yankees games, and so I get in the weeds with that a lot. Got to bring me back out. You got to recognize the Mets fans. Hey, the AAA team is right down the road in Syracuse. I've been to tons of games there mm-hmm. with the different affiliations over the years. I follow along with what's going on. I admit it is my B team. A lot of Yankee fans are like, how can you root for the Mets? I root for the Mets too. If the Yankees game aren't on or if there are different times, maybe one's an afternoon game or a late game, I watch the Mets constantly. So you're feeling good about your Mets this year? Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's a no. <laughs> Listen, I'm still going to love them. You still, like, yeah. you still got a, a back-to-back Cy Young winner, and you got yes, four. Yes. Uh, there's some potential there. Our pitching is there. Well, things got a little... Starting pitching is there. <laughs> things got a little bit sketchy, too, with the Beltron situation and the ownership situation. Steve Cohen tried to buy the team. That was going to go through. Then uh, your ownership group there, the Will Ponds, mm. Screwed that up horrendously. Well, and now there's a big rumor. He was trending yeah. earlier today. A-Rod was number one on Twitter for a while because now he's got an ownership group together, apparently, right? Yeah, or he's a part of an ownership group that's interested in owning the Mets. Isn't this a much better conversation than the Astros cheating thing that is predominating everything? And every single question is about that. So well, is J-Lo going to be a part owner, too? You would have to. She's She's got money, too. I mean, that's a that's a couple of people that got probably half a billion dollars between them. So what do you think about A-Rod owning your team? I'm excited. I think that he would know um, where to spend money and how to spend money. We have a, uh, as the Mets organization, we have a many money spending problem where we like to get players that are um, past their prime. Yeah. Big names past their prime. You mean Robbie but- Cano? I'm yes. sorry, did I say that? <laughs> <laughs> yes, prime example. For example. So I think that he would um, be able to steer us in the right direction and get some players that can actually play some ball for the whole season instead of paying big money to people who are out three-fourths of the season. But do you <clears> think he would become part of a general manager role being the part owner? Um, do you think yes. he would have a lot of input yeah, in that? Yeah, I think he would. He's clearly, he's a baseball savant. Oh, like agreed. You talk about baseball IQ. You could say what you want about A-Rod and your personal feelings aside. He knows the game, and he's going to make sure that we're getting the right baseball people exactly. in places to fix that team. Look, let's not forget that he's going out with J-Lo, okay? He's got more money than God. So he's going to, he's going to invest in this team yep. and put the people in place 
to do that job, to get the talent, because he wants to spend every waking moment he can with J-Lo. All right? Why would you want to go spend 16 hours in a baseball office every day when you can be hanging out with J-Lo? Because he's got baseball in his blood. He ain't going to keep J-Lo if he does that. You might as well... No, he's he's going to... Look, he's going to hire somebody. He'll be part of an ownership group. He'll invest. But I think... He likes doing the TV. Yeah, he does. And he's actually very good at he's it. He's excellent at it. So I think he'll continue to do that. You know, uh, what, what, you know it's, how busy is the schedule for that? How hard do you really work at that? You show up and you go to a baseball game and you do what comes natural. He does for him, that. he knows everything about baseball. He just talks baseball. It's like I laughed the other day. I guess, uh, you know, these NBA guys are talking uh, Charles Barkley's talking about, you know, I'm thinking about retiring. It's like, well, you show up one day a week. Yeah, hey, Rod, <laughs> you know, you, what like, do you do? You roll into town on a Friday, you do the game on a Sunday, you got the rest of the week to yourself. Other than that, until the playoffs, there's not much that he has going on other than being A-Rod and different endeavors that he has. So would A-Rod be like Derek Jeter? Or do you think he would have a lesser role than Jeter? I think he has a lesser role than, than Derek Jeter, just because... It, Life is good, man. Why do you want to work that hard? He's the lightning rod, though, that can get the names together and the guys with the money. He has that credibility where he can get a door open that fast, whereas others, it's not quite so easy. Hey, A-Rod's on the phone. Can we take this call and make this meeting to make this happen? He's in the door of Major League Baseball's offices a lot faster when he's got a trail of guys with suitcases full of money behind him I, that can write big checks. I think he could work very well in a capacity for the Mets that's sort of like a figurehead. When, when sure. You, when you are whining and dining Listen. a player like Garrett Cole, like the Yankees did, yep. and you you trot out. Who would they have come to the meeting? I can't Andy remember. Andy Pettit. Had Andy Pettit. His, his, well, A-Rod can get people like that. He can show Reggie up, Jackson, too. He can show up at those player meetings with management and but he can get the guys that that do the number crunching and that are going to do the hard work in the office he, he doesn't have to do that anymore he could get bobby bonilla to come in well i'm glad you said that because <laughs> that can bring me back real quick before we get to our break the black cloud of the astros cheating scandal that is not going anywhere anytime soon and you brought up did you say Bobby Bonilla? I did. Do you remember when Bobby Valentine was his manager? Yeah. Bobby Man, uh, Bobby Valentine managed the Mets and some other teams. He was a former player back in the day as well. And he was talking about how basically Jim Crane, the owner of the Astros, and in that press conference was, was the most unremorseful apology ever, how it was a load of crap when he said, well, I don't know if it really gives him much of an advantage. Bobby Valentine said him straight recently on, well, Dan Levitard's show. Well... You know, the the first thing that all humanoids do when they stand at the plate is they see that bad guy propelling the ball in their direction, and they have to decide if they're going to duck or if they can swing. Well, if they know that the ball for sure is not a fastball and it's not a life-or-death situation, then the, the discerning is a lot easier to recognize what pitch it is. So I think, it's, I think there's a, a great deal of uh, advantage when you know what's coming. I know Cody Bellinger's angry about it. He's the MVP with the Dodgers. I've got audio there, but we're running out of time with our break, so you can go find that for yourself online. But I just did want a quick share this 10 seconds from Jeff Passan talking about how Jim Crane and that whole press conference with the apology was this. 
Jim Crane has the temerity to say, I don't think it had much of an impact. And then a minute and seven seconds later says, I didn't say that. I mean, it was just a clown show from start to end. I mean, can you disagree? No. (laughs) Uh, Jim Crane's position is essentially that, well, we put the wrong guys in charge and, and they let the players do this. The players aren't responsible. It's the guys we put in charge. The players still did this. They did the cheating. They did the sign stealing. The statement of regret, the apology, as many people on social media have been comparing this situation to the office. And wait, let's wrap up our Major League Baseball discussion with this. As a disciplinary measure, he is going to have to issue a formal apology. Dwight, have you prepared your statement of regret? I have. Let's hear it. I state my regret. You couldn't have memorized that? I could not because I do not feel it. And that pretty much sums up the pile of crap that the Astros have put out to baseball fans everywhere. The Sportzilla Show, ESPN Radio, Utica, Rome, now in 96.5 FM. We're going to come right back and tell you who lit it up this past week. It's time to look at who lit it up this week on the Sportzilla Show with Rain, Scoop, and Matt. Who Lit It Up is brought to you by IBEW Local 43. Become an IBEW Local 43 electrician. Find your career and light up your future. Go to IBEW43.org. Well, without question, Reed Boucher lit it up with the game-winning goal over Laval and the shootout winner over Syracuse. And, of course, at 6 p.m., We've got an extended pregame show before the crunch game tonight in Syracuse over on the Brother Station on K-Rock. We're nine minutes away from that, Scoop. Also want to mention three high schoolers who lit it up this week, and that would be Jordan Leno, and I'm sorry if I get the pronunciation wrong, but Herkimer's Jordan Leno, uh, all-time leading scorer for Herkimer, scored 55 last night in a 93-66 win at Dodgeville, 55 points. Also, Whitesboro girls player Kylie Snow passed the 1,000-point mark on Tuesday at Oneidas, scored 17 points in a 60-45 loss. And Mount Markham's Eddie King passing 1,000 career points during an 80-73 win over West Canada Valley, had 19 points to pass the mark, and now the fifth Mustang to join the 1,000-point club. We let uh, Tiff kind of blow up the spot for the UC girls hockey team, but she's going to tell us who lit it up with SUNY Poly, the men's basketball team. Go ahead. Yeah, the um, men's basketball team just beat um, Huga College on Wednesday. It went to quadruple overtime, and it ended up 115-109. Man, that's a high-scoring game for yes, sir. Yeah. for some local <clears throat> college basketball. That's a hell of a win. That's like Jazz Pelicans or something. That's like know? UConn uh, Syracuse back in the day. Six overtime. Mm-hmm. The Devo would have been going nuts during that. The game. rivals too, so that's even worse. Ooh, yeah. you beat the bitter rival. <laughs> I love it. Who else got lit up this week? Well, I I went with uh, Utica College's Tom Morial. Well, we all agreed it was a consensus ECAC Rookie of the Month. He's got numerous Rookie of the Week awards this year. Just seized an opportunity for Sean Coffey's men's pioneers basketball team once again they are in game right now that just tipped off about 25 minutes ago so we'll of course get back to you and we'll talk to him again next thursday with coffee for three uh what about the clinton girls the high school state champions there glue guy yeah um the uh the goalie i'm blanking on the name Haley millington haley 28 goals deflected 
24 saves. Ridiculous. Three shutouts that led to that state championship. That's what you told me earlier. Yeah. yeah. Is that yep. an accurate stat? That's wow. correct. Yeah. That is Two Haley. Of those in the those games in Lake Placid. Yeah, that's Haley Millington. That's stepping up. That's lighting it up or preventing the other team from lighting it up. And I'm talking about that red lamp behind the goal when you score one. Outstanding for those ladies and Nicole Ruddy. It was so great to have her in this week. Fantastic job to the boss, the glue guy, for lining us up with that. Still on our social media pages, specifically Facebook at ESPNUR, if you'd like to watch that. We're at ESPNUR on Twitter and Instagram. or at ESPN Sportzilla on Twitter, and the Sportzilla show is available to like on Facebook. Uh, Anaheim's medical staff lit it up, as far as I'm concerned, uh, by saving the life of Jay Bomeister of the defending Stanley Cup champion, St. Louis Blues. We had Dennis Minner. Uh, he of the Minner Fan Cave. That's also on our social media feeds if you'd like to take a look at that. And I believe uh, I read today that he has had a defibrillator uh, implanted in his chest, his heart. That's to just, help, you know, keep the rhythm of his heart uh, correct. Wow, that's just unbelievable. And last but not least, uh, who lit it up here on ESPN Radio Utica Rome, now 96.5 FM on the Sportzilla Show, courtesy of IBEW Nika Local 43 would be the Astros. Uh, we had mentioned that a little bit earlier uh, when we, we were discussing our options with Tiff who's in studio and she giggled because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they just, they got lit up from top to bottom from every possible angle. Everybody's heaping on them because they're not owning what they did. They cheated. The integrity of the game is at stake here. It, taking steroids is bad. This is bad, and a lot of former players and current players have even said this is worse. Well, the commissioner's office is to blame in part two because they did not, Rob Manfred did not come down hard enough on the players, and so they feel they can get off easy. Yeah, there's obviously more discussion to have on this. The Sports Illustrated Show, ESPN Radio, Utica, Rome, now at 96.5 FM. Have a great weekend. Happy Valentine's Day. Kemba Walker lit it up. CentralNewYorkHelpWanted.com salutes the employee of the month. The one employee you can't live without. The others, let's just call them Dave. Uh, hey Dave, why is the other Dave chopping down a tree out front? Well, Mr. Employee of the Month, you said you needed some sap. I said I needed that report ASAP as in right away. Oh, so what does that have to do with the tree? Oh boy. We believe local businesses should be packed with